What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 153. Um, it is me, John Swanson, hosting for you today on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. We are on the penultimate day. No, that'd be yesterday. The day before uh, Game Awards. So rest assured, James and I will probably make asses of ourselves with predictions. Uh <laughs> Elden Ring won all the things. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. Were you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, James, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Oh, um, good. And I'm just, I'm just saying that because I just yeah. literally told you I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before I'm we fine. started, the, but I'm great for the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always, I mean, I can only count on like maybe one hand out of, I mean, I haven't been on every episode of the 153, but uh, most of the time, if I'm in a shitty mood going into an episode, I feel better by the end of it. So I mean, that's usually what it is. We get to talk about what we love. And so what's not to like about that? Exactly. Um, But that said, we'll do housekeeping here as soon as I can find it. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can hit us up on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. You can email us to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Um, you can also go to our website and check it out. That is it, mostlynormalgamers.com. And you can go to mngamers.substack.com and check out old episodes or old uh, issues of Mostly Normal Monthly. That really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Mostly Normal <laughs> Monthly. I like it. It really that. does. I mean, most of the main reason I want to bring it back is just because of the marketability of that name, I feel like. Uh, yeah. And then you can hit us up on uh, voicemail or text at 507-291-2991, which people do, by the way, but they never leave a voicemail. So I don't know. And it shows up with people's names. Oh, but I don't. It's weird, James, because if you have an iPhone and probably a I do Google phone, I don't know if you it probably does this on both it just rings it doesn't say hey like this is your google voice account or this is your like normal cell phone account it just rings it's just the phone ringing so then when i see a name i don't recognize i'm like oh it's probably you know uh whatever like scam spam yeah oh i don't answer it yeah. So, but maybe I should start doing that one of these days. I just scare, I hate talking scare, on the phone in general. Scare somebody who's who just thinks they're gonna leave a, a voicemail. And yeah, exactly. hello. Oh, hello, who damn. is this? <laughs> uh, oh man, that scares me. You know, okay, so when I was leaving voicemails on on the thing, I would rehearse them because I get so. Yeah. I the one thing I can't do, like I can talk on the phone, fine, whatever. Like I don't like doing it. But mm-hmm. I can. I've had I've had to train myself. The one thing I absolutely hate doing is leaving voicemails. And it's because I can't correct myself at any point, which is what you do in a normal conversation. Yeah. But you're essentially just having a conversation to nobody. And right. you got to get it right the first time. And I don't know. <laughs> it psychs me out. I, I screw it up constantly. And yeah. then the worst is when you're like, you're talking and you're halfway through and you're like, and uh yeah uh that's it (laughs) so call me back i guess thank you bye (laughs) exactly i hate it the best thing are those like i don't know if they still have them anymore maybe it's with every voicemail system i just don't know which button to push but it used to be like back in the day you could 
finish recording and then you'd hit a button and be like you know what i mean that would yeah press, the pressure star, you could press like, star to correct yeah, it or whatever redo it or whatever so yeah um anyway yet you and i can do this without although i do that <laughs> sometimes with this i'm like i was going somewhere with that thought and i didn't say everything i wanted to but whatever we'll yeah just keep going um that said uh we'll get into what we're playing i i'm gonna go first because i feel okay. like it. yeah do it and I'm playing dude. God of War Ragnarok oh, is so good. so good. And I'm <laughs> the, the game awards are tomorrow and we'll talk about it. I don't, we have some news stories that, uh, Chris and you and probably Angie, I don't think, uh, anyway, have shared that might, we might get into if we have time, but I'm guessing we'll talk a lot about the game awards and I'm yeah. sure people have, I haven't played Elden Ring and I feel like those people come out of the woodwork, man. Like, uh, in 2019, um, Sekiro one mm-hmm. and two, 2019 wasn't a weak year, but it wasn't like 2017 or 2018. So um, I, I, I don't know, man, it's just hard for me to believe that there's a better game out there than God of War Ragnarok. Like the, <laughs> the acting is, and I don't mean the voice acting, man. I mean, oh, I know. the acting in this game is unbelievable. The, the seamless way you transition, like every character even ancillary characters, not just your main character. Like you want to know more about that person. Like Thor's character is incredibly interesting. Like you just interact with so many crazily interesting characters and go to so many cool fucking places that I'm just like, how is this a game that I'm playing? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It is. It's amazing, man. I went into, uh, took a bunch of screenshots last night and made my wife come down and take a look at like the game. Cause I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, I mm-hmm. can't believe video games look like this. And uh, the gameplay is amazing. It just keeps layering. And you would figure with all the layering it does. I'm trying not to be spoilery. With, yeah. Like the gameplay, like you would think it would break at some point, like it would get bad and it doesn't. It just keeps chugging and it's great. I've also been playing God of War. I th- I put it down for a bit because Pokemon came out and I had oh, to yeah. like just absolutely plow through that, which I did. And I've uh, completed the Pokedex, which is catching all 400. But I just got back into playing it the other day. And oh, it's just there's like the like it blends. It does such a good job at blending like cinematic combat with actual like intense combat and i know Mm -hmm. you can like change the difficulty settings to basically like walk you through if you're not you're not into that sort of stuff but like i have it on the standard settings i think i played the first one on like an easier setting than this Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm just loving it it is just so there's a few times where i'm just like come on i I push that like i push that button but i know how like precise everything is so it's just, it's just a good chance, a good chance that I just fucked up. So, yeah, well, and it, <laughs> but it, it is it, it's the perfect level of challenging to me. Like, yeah, it, it is. It reminds me of like a Souls game in that, like you will seldom face like a mini boss or a boss that you're going to beat the first time. Like yeah. you have to figure out their patterns and know what's coming. And it, it, of course, like gives you more tells than like a Souls game would. But like it's still incredibly challenging. Yeah, to me, 
It took me, it took me, uh, do a minute, it took me a while. Like, so, like, each attack comes in, and they do give you sort of, like, indicators of what kind of, like, like, if it's an unblockable hit that you just have to dodge, it's like a red ring appears. And if it's going to be, like, there's a yellow ring for, like, you can block this, but it's going to stun you afterwards. Yeah. And then that took me forever. I just didn't realize what that meant. I thought that meant I had to block, and I was just getting <laughs> wrecked. Right. Um. And then there's a blue double blue rings means like you have to like use like a special like shield bash, shield bash attack yeah. to like stun them. And it's like getting it all like down pat and figuring it all out does take a bit of time, but it just feels so smooth. Like mm -hmm. yesterday I was playing some some of the levels and there's just like the things you do in that game is just like you'd be fighting one fight at this one area. Right. And I, I beat this. Uh, I don't know what it was. I think it was an, uh, one of the Acer. And then like, I used my chains to like uh, grappling hook across to a platform, ground pounded, knocked this guy into the air, had my ally stun him while I finished him off with like this, just big heavy swing that you can do. And it's just <laughs> yeah. so so satisfying it's every moment satisfying. it just felt like i was watching a movie that i was playing yeah. and it's there's like a cinematic element to the intense actual action of the game and i love it and yeah. then like yeah and then in boss fights you will go into cinematic moments where it's like you you have to like button mash or whatever right but i'm i believe you can turn that off you can just hold the button or whatever yeah, uh, but it's just it's just so cool. And so they've just taken. An other step, and I know it was all in like the first game as or I say the first game, the uh, 2018 game. Yeah, um, because I remember that first boss fight you have is like one of the most badass superhero fights I've ever played in a video mm -hmm. game that has nothing to do with superheroes. Uh, it's the just, one with Balder. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. and that's like you just said it like last night when I was playing, I was like, this is like a superhero game. This is like <laughs> what people wanted Avengers to be like, like, yeah, because all of your all of the people that are in your crew that you fight alongside from time to time do something significantly different than what you can do yourself. And it's yeah, even if you can't control that character, the way they contribute is uh, is diverse, you know, what yeah. I mean? And it's I don't know. It's so, so satisfying. And I will say like the even though it does give you the cues of like, like you said, like the color system, like yeah. when it flashes yellow, it doesn't it fl it'll flash that yellow. And sometimes you have like a second and a half. And other times you have like three seconds before you can time your block. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you still have to like learn when the enemy is actually going to attack even though it gives you that heads up warning um yeah i don't know man i i'm trying to beat it i'm just like i had the day off today and i haven't done anything with my life pretty much outside of play god of war but i keep getting stuck on side missions because you go into these like open oh, areas and i'm like well, what's that over there? I got I mean, I'm not going to not go check that out. Yeah, and then exactly. you're like, oh, you've got one of four things. So find the other four. And I'm like, OK, I guess I'm finding these four things like uh, but I'm trying. I don't want it to get spoiled like so yeah. bad. And I'm just so worried I'm going to get spoiled on it. I've been I've been worried about that, too. I, I think you're probably well ahead of me at this point because I did put it down for a, a good chunk of time. But uh, now that I'm back, I'm stoked. And uh, I just got past. I just freed an individual from a binding that uh, 
was uh, trapping them in a certain location. Uh, and uh, they've they've become my ally now. And I've so I'm exploring this area with them as my ally. And it's it's just opening up because, yeah, you you tip the first game. You pretty much had your son, Atreus. But like throughout this game, Atreus and uh, Kratos kind of split paths at certain yeah. points. Yeah. And uh, Atreus gets his own companion and you play as Atreus for a bit. And then uh you cycle through a few different companions with um with Kratos and like it's kind of cool like it does it really allows you to change up the formula and right about that time where you're like man I really I really hope we get back to Kratos it kind of does that seamlessly and they're like now I'm Kratos and then uh like it does like this really good pull it push and pull with the characters and yeah oh man and yeah the acting is top notch like just I still can't believe that they've made me care about Kratos. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it just gets better, man. Like his yeah. character arc in this game is better than it was in the previous game. And I was pretty impressed with the previous game. And then dude, the things that you have coming up are just like, it just gets better. It just keeps oh getting better. And I, I don't know. My buddy finished it the other day and he's like, I was like, is it as good as the first one? Like the whole thing. And he's like, it's better. I'm like, oh, that's hard to believe. But in like right now, I would say like, I mean, I could see it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's like a sophomore album. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from any like artist that you listen to, like uh, it's always difficult after that first hit to come through with like something as good, let alone better the second time mm. around. Yeah. So um, but yeah. And then uh, anything else you want to say about God of War? Uh, I just there's what? What don't I <laughs> No, It's. I, I think I'm good. We'll leave it there because I don't want to like get down a wormhole and then get spoiled. You know what I mean? Like get deep yeah. into it. And then yeah. uh, I'm plugging away at it. I'm going to finish it, but I'll finish it before the end of the year. I want to finish. There's two games I want to finish before the end of the uh, the month. And that's God of War and Pentiment. And okay. I think Pentiment isn't going to take nearly as long. So I've been working on Pentiment uh, a little bit uh, today as well as I started it last week. And uh, it's going well. Um, I know you, uh, so I did a 12 hour stream. I talked about it mm-hmm. uh, a while back and, uh, you, uh, you actually stuck, <laughs> stuck around for a little bit of pentiment. Yeah. Um, what did you think of me playing it? I know you couldn't stand the animals. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's weird, man, when you're not playing a game and we talked about this last yeah. week or two weeks ago, a little bit, like I thought you and I did, but like, if you watch somebody play a game, especially like a third person action game where you're, yeah like moving your character with the left stick and the camera with the right stick, it yeah. can be kind of nausea inducing if yeah. you're just watching, if you're not engaging in the action. Mm-hmm. And like, I noticed with this, that with the sound effects also, like I feel like you pay more attention to those kinds of things. And in that game in particular, I just noticed like, uh, those, the ambient sounds yeah. were just like, and I'm sure it doesn't even trigger you. Like, oh, when I, you're playing it. I didn't even know until you, you started mentioning yeah. how annoying they were. And then, <laughs> but the reason was, so Pentiment is a, like, to those who don't know, it is a game that was created by Obsidian Entertainment. These are the people behind uh, such games as uh, Fallout New Vegas, um, Outer Worlds, and um, they did Grounded that came out oh, recently. Yeah. And uh, the other big one that really started them off is Pillars of Eternity. Uh, where they oh. went back to their roots of a C- CRPG style game. Um, and uh, so 
I was I've been playing this game. Pentiment is done in the style of the illuminated manuscripts. So we're talking like um, medieval era mm-hmm. uh, manuscripts where like all these characters are drawn exactly like not exactly, but like in that style and they move with like the awkwardness, like the cats look weirdly human, but still being a feline like uh, the uh, the the joke that goes around the internet, like the guy who says, uh, "I need you to paint a cat," and the guy's like, "What?" <laughs> like, you know what a cat is? Oh, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> he draws whatever. These horrifying looking, all of it. Like it's it's such a good homage. Like, and it it plays on the book. Like you're literally like walking on the pages. So when like you go to the next page or whatever, uh, so the page will like turn or. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll zoom out and you can see all the, the Latin text in the corners and the weird, horrifying gargoyle like critters. And it's really good. And, uh, I think the beauty of it is the art. Like, like it's a pretty, uh, at its core, it's a pretty simple murder mystery that you're like, you're this artist who's trying to solve the murder of, uh, of a specific, like high up individual. Uh, and, uh, this basically you have to solve the mystery before the archdeacon comes to town and like sentences your friend to death, uh, because they think it's him, but it's, it's like most obviously not. And so you're going around town and you're talking to people and you're, you're finding their secrets and you're piecing together all this sort of stuff. But I think what I love about it is just the attention to detail. Now, everybody's text is written and there's no spoken, like it's not, no voice actors in it, which I know that can be a turnoff to some, but I think it there's a charm in that. And this is why John heard so many animal noises, because while I was streaming it, I had to read out all of this text and I suck at reading. So I'm reading slowly and they're all in fancy script. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to. Yeah. And but each character has a different script, which is you imagine their handwriting. And so you some people would write in cursive others would write in a, a more um just refined like old englishy text where it's got mm-hmm. like all the extra accents and stuff like that and what's f- hilarious about it is sometimes it'll go through and it'll skip words or it'll misspell words and then like it goes back and corrects the words like it's just like you're watching and if you watch it each character has their own like common spelling mistakes that they make throughout like their, their talk, like conversations. So you're seeing like their personalities through the text while they're just talking to you. And it's, I I just, I've never seen anything like it. And it's just blowing my mind every time I I get more into it. It's like, Oh, this character always puts like these little um, extra like line above their T's or something like that. Or this person always like, puts his D's backwards and has to like correct it later. Or (laughs) it's just like, I don't know. You're learning about these people and like throughout the tech, like the concept of the game, but you're also learning about them the way they talk. And for those that can't stand that sort of like that text, they do have a feature that allows you to turn into very simple to read basic text. Uh, But I do think you're losing a charm in it though accessibility requires them to be able to yeah still experience the game to have like that option but yeah but oh man it is yeah from what i understand it's about a 10 hour game 
I'm probably about, I feel like I'm five hours in. I'm probably a little bit more than that. Uh, I haven't checked, but I gotta say, I'm absolutely loving it. The characters, everything. And it's cool because like you're playing in a game that takes place in the middle ages, right? So you're, you're, you're playing a game in the 1500s and all of the characters talk about women not being able to have property and or have like specific rights and you can like see these females like complain about it and you can kind of like side with them or you can be like no that's not allowed uh but like it's cool because it kind of juxtaposes the concept of their era to our era so Mm. a lot of people playing it now would be like this is fucked why what like why why is this woman uh going to lose her house because her husband died and it's oh she didn't have a kid so technically her husband's lineage doesn't continue and she's not allowed to own property so she has to forfeit her land to the church or something and it's like are you insane like what (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it's just so like it's really cool because you have to like delicately balance that sort of like your gut reaction of being like, this is no, I don't want to follow this because it's like, well, you're not in charge here. The mm. church is. So you got to yeah. kind of play nice, really cool game. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. If you're looking for an action game, don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's like a point and click adventure. So just you're in, it's a murder mystery. It's really, it's really good though. Yeah. I just yeah. saw Vivi walk by. Yeah, little Vivi. <laughs> she was sleeping so on the couch. She oh, was nice. so damn cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pentiment. I, I mean, it's up for Game of the Year, too, isn't it? No, Maybe. it's not. Well, not with not Game Awards, but it should oh. be. It should be oh. in, in lieu of a couple of these votes. It was up for, for IGN, I think. Put it up for... Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Um, well, that's cool, man. It's definitely, like... Just from, like you said, it's not an action game. It's just like a, yeah, like you said, point and click adventure. Kind yeah, of, point. It's like, kind of like a point and click adventure is the way I would describe it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're into those kinds of games, like I feel like this. I mean, IGN gave it a ten. I think it got pretty good reviews all around. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and they they make good games, man. I'm. What else are they working on right now? They're working on Avowed, I think it's called, or, or something. It's basically set in the... It's a Skyrim Elder Scrolls-esque Fallout game, uh, but it's set in the world that they've created in uh, Pillars of Eternity. So oh, gotcha. it's going to be like old school, like fantasy uh, magic and stuff like that. And then, uh, but it's going to be in the like Skyrim. So you'll be like first person running around this open world. They've proven they're very good at what they do with writing. Yeah. And, uh, if, if for those that enjoyed outer worlds, uh, I think outer worlds was fantastic because they kind of took their sci-fi, um, uh, from like the sort of, they, they, uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but, uh, the founder of Obsidian Entertainment came from with a lot of developers from Black Isle Games, which was a subsidiary of Interplay. And they created and worked on or they worked on a lot of like the um, Baldur's Gate series. I think they worked on Baldur's Gate 2 and the expansion, as well as the Fallout series, which was games that they made the first two Fallout. And I believe they made Tactics. 
I don't know if they worked on Brotherhood of Steel. That was a PlayStation 2 game that was hot garbage and nobody wants to talk about. (laughs) But uh, Interplay got into some uh, money problems. So they decided to purge some of their subsidiaries. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Black Isle Games got purged. And so they decided, the developers decided to form their own company, which was Obsidian Entertainment. And so uh, that's where they wanted to go back to their roots and make, uh, they did a, a, um, the Pillars of Eternity. I believe it was a Kickstart game. And uh, it did well. And they managed to uh, continue well enough that uh, they got bought up by Xbox. And yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. no, they, they've proven themselves. And they've they've done really good games. I think I can't stress their writing is phenomenal. I don't know. Yeah how they do it every time but their writing is top notch yeah i've i mean i'm looking at their games where i was and i don't think <laughs> i've played one of their games from start to finish oh, like really? i played a little bit of outer worlds but i didn't finish it oh, um what? yeah and then oh i don't know i'm not on that page anymore so <laughs> uh i couldn't tell you but um yeah i knew there was a game that they had coming up that i was rather stoked about yeah i believe it's called avowed yeah i think you're right that's what i saw when i looked it up Mm. um and then so yeah yeah there's south park games too the stick of truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that one i that just sorry i just noticed i saw that pop up yeah i heard that uh, one was good i played i have it i mean how many games do you have that you never play <laughs> add that to the list uh yeah. and then lastly what we've been playing or i've been playing is the analog pocket oh and i'm God. on minish cap and james has one on his way to his house yes have I you got any updates uh, yes, I actually sub- <laughs> I have it submitting submitting text messages. Uh, so it just left Saint, I think it's Saint Paul. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it, it went through a few sorting facilities, and now it's it's I think it's on its way. So hopefully, I'll get an update tomorrow. Yeah, um, shipping in Canada is quite a bit different. I would say. Yeah, is it? I've well, I mean, like, why is it still here at all? Like, I yeah. feel like I dropped in. Did I drop it in the mailbox tonight? Last night or two nights ago? You send it on the yeah, fifth. yeah. So I feel like, but whatever. Hopefully, it'll be there pretty soon, and you can rock it out. But I've been playing Minish Cap, man, and it's <sighs> it's good. I I mean, I've been thinking a lot about our conversation last time where we were talking about like how the the uh, Zelda formula needed to be changed after so many years. Mm-hmm. And the more I play Zelda games, I just don't agree with that. Like, because <laughs> I I just think like they add enough. I guess in some ways you could think of it as a gimmick, you know, because in yeah. Cap you put on this cap. Well, no, you're wearing the cap the whole time. You go into these little things and they turn you small and you yeah. can do different things. And then uh, honey, I shrank the link. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like link between worlds. You can yeah. stick yourself up against walls and walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so there are these like gimmicky things, but I do think, <clears throat> I don't know. There's something that I enjoy about it. I think maybe it's just my fondness for them in general, just like they hold a special place in my like gaming heart. So I don't, I just don't see, I hope we get to a point where like we get like a mixture of them. Like we get, we're not just on this new breath of the wild formula. We're either doing 
alternating or doing both at the same time. You know what I'd love them to do? I'd love them to either do one more uh, like remasters or remakes like the uh, Link um, Link's Awakening that they put out a few years ago. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. Very like, you know, and everybody's like, oh, why are we paying uh, $60 for a game that we've like it's a Game Boy game. It's like, yeah, it's not a fucking Game Boy game anymore, is it? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, like... it was like completely remade. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. all the mechanics are the same, but like they've they've polished it up. They've changed yeah. some things. They've added a fuck ton of seashells for you to find yeah. and collect. They've added a few <laughs> yeah. things. Um, at the end of the day, though, it's it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, you got to go play the classics. These are the classics, and it's so good. And it, yeah. guess what? They redid the music. It's it's a full Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. And you get to play it on the go and it looks beautiful. Like, I don't know. I want them to do more like that. I'd be totally cool with them doing an original game in that style. Um, and I let's continue it. Let's just do more 2D Legend of Zelda games. Or, hey, maybe we go back to what they did with um, Capcom years back with on the Game Boy Color where they licensed out Legend of Zelda to Capcom, and Capcom created two Legend of Zelda games, which was, yeah. I mentioned it last time, um, uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. And license it out to one of the many indie companies that are creating incredible content. And uh, we could have um, mainline Nintendo creating like massive, incredible Breath of the Wild, King Tears of the Kingdom, whatever, uh, masterpieces right that everybody's gonna love but then we can have the indies creating these like little 2d retro styled legend of zeldas that like fans of the old games could jump in and enjoy and it probably won't be as as expensive as a full-fledged 60 dollar uh like triple a game right like you're playing essentially an indie legend of zelda i don't know i'm just spitballing but i think you know, I know license like Nintendo likes to keep those reins yeah. in tight, but they've been doing it with Ubisoft in the Mario franchise. Yeah, Ubi- they've been doing essentially XCOM Mario uh, and they've done two of them and they've both done stellar reviews. Yeah. So why not take some of your other franchises or some of the more neglected ones um, like Star Fox and license them out to studios that actually want to create in those universes and uh, play to the fans and why we love the game. Because we know Nintendo can't be trusted with some of its franchises. Well, they did. Didn't they do that with Metroid? uh, The most recent one? Yes. Yeah. Metroid. That was licensed. Exactly. Like, and uh, so was um, Cadence of Hyrule is another one I can think of, you know, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I have no rhythm, so I have rhythm. I I, uh, same. I cannot play it for shit, but Chrissy (laughs) actually played the damn the shit out of that demo over and over and over again because yeah. <laughs> she really enjoyed it and she's been, she was tempted to buy it a couple times but i think i think what happened was she went to buy it and then um she did buy it but it was on her parents switch and then her parents lent the switch to her brother and uh, her brother took it to his house and she hasn't seen it so she's like oh, well man. i bought this game and now i can't play it shoot so I think she, then she's been a little butt hurt about trying to buy it again. So yeah, yeah, I I, I know that feeling, man. Once you <laughs> buy something, once you're like, I'm not buying it again. I just need to get it back from that friend I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, the analog pocket. 
I'm going to be probably talking about it for a while because I don't see myself putting it down anytime real soon. To play. Oh, man, I have been like, like lining up Game Boy games to play as soon as dude, it comes. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Minish Cap is good, man. I don't I don't think it's like it's not replacing any of my like top Zelda games, uh, but it's still a good Zelda game. Yeah, um, I think there's so something to, to play it. something to be Finish said it. about those like middle Zelda games that are not bad. They're just mm-hmm. not uh mythic level yeah right all right like yeah. it's just like this was such a good game and i loved it but it's not going to replace anything i still think that i think wind waker is my favorite 3d zelda of, yeah, of all time and then uh for 2ds i absolutely love and will love till i die uh a link to the past and i think that's just because a link to the past was my next step after the original um i played the shit out of the original as a kid and then uh, I think I'm trying to remember it was in grade. I was in grade three when I got a link to the past. And God, I love that game. So should I play that on GBA or should I play it on Super Nintendo? I mean, I played it on I think either or is uh, whatever the preference, the right? It's yeah, like I played it on Super Nintendo. I don't I, I had the GBA version as well. Um, I'm not. I don't believe there's too much difference. I, I think it's pretty much a straight port, except for the GBA one had some like four swords, um, like oh. extra content. Like, um, yeah. Which admittedly is the only Legend of Zelda game I haven't played and regret because I wish I played some of that. It just I right in my style of what I wanted to play, but I just had no friends to play it with. So didn't isn't that from isn't Four Swords from Capcom or something like that? It could be. They it's um game uh, yeah, I know it came the game came out on the GameCube, but you needed like everybody had to have Game Boy Advances with the attachment to yeah. play into it. So it's like I had all that, but I had no friends who had all that. Yeah. And uh, it was just, oh, I just really wanted to play it, but oh, never got around never mind. to it. It was Nintendo. Nope. It was just um, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. So I, the one thing I have noticed with the analog pocket is like you, and I think I brought this up last time, like you uh, cannot sleep mode like at SNES games and stuff. So I'll oh, okay. play it on GBA because then you can yeah, sleep uh, mode. put it in sleep mode. And dude, yeah, just the number of games we I'm sure you and I will talk about it as soon as you get yours, because like just the number of games that you can play, it's it's just unbelievable, man. Like I just uh, I don't I hope it doesn't break. That's the like like only thing I'm worried about, because if it breaks, I'm going to be forced to buy another one. I'm certain (laughs) of it at this point in time and pay whatever it is, because I don't I don't know. There's so many cool games that I've never played that I've just like have at my fingertips whenever the fuck I want to play them. Oh man. Well, yeah, you been playing anything else you want to talk about? Uh, honestly, that's mostly it. I started up fallout three on stream again, which is cool. uh, I'm not going to brag about that. That's a a shame. I'm not a huge fan of fallout three, but really people want my favorite one. That's what a lot of people say, but I feel like that's a lot of people who've played their first Fallout game was Fallout 3. So Yeah, that is um, true. So I and also you like, like CRPGs, and I don't I, really. do, I don't really like oh, really? CRPGs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Fallout 1 and 2 hit a strange, perfect um, chord in me. It was like, you know when like the that first M-rated game that you play as a kid 
that you're yeah. like, I shouldn't be playing this, but you're mm -hmm. playing it and you're having a great time and yep. it just holds those memories. Fallout one was that game for me. Okay. I, I, I got it. What like, God, I was in grade, grade five or grade six, no grade five. And it was like the first time I saw somebody's arm and rib cage blown out from like some <laughs> shotgun. And I was like, oh, shit, like this is not good. Like I'm looking over my shoulder to see if my parents are watching. And uh, but I fell in love with it. And it got me into that sort of like you got to make the right decisions. You got to talk to people and like can like like saving all the time before a conversation is key because you don't want to fuck it up and ruin yeah. like some something else or lock yourself out of things and it it started like this sort of trial and error thing that i really enjoyed whereas i go to them now and i'm like oh boy this is this is tough because i don't want to have to like screw it up and then restart and i have such finite time when gaming but mm -hmm. fallout one and two i always have time for those games and i don't know why i don't know what it is it's just like this perfect storm of like interesting concepts really good dialogue and uh just engage like i'm okay to screw up and have f fuck around in those games because yeah. of the content and uh i don't know three didn't do it f i've i've often said like as a, a like the fallout one and two player three felt like a weird sort of uh fan fiction that i was playing like don't get me wrong the game is beautiful it's 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 great i got to play in a 3d open world i thought it was phenomenal at the time and the only complaints i had were like the story just felt so uh I, it was like they tried to cram the first game and the second game together into one and like hit the same plot points while being a completely different story and it just kind of i don't know just rubbed me the wrong way yeah, I think, like you said, be it being my first one. Yeah. Like, I wasn't aware of all that, all of those aspects of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of CRPGs. So, I don't. So, you wouldn't want to go back. There is, no. I have one of my chat members has been following, uh, he loves Fallout 3 as well. Uh, but he's been following these modders that are modding Fallout 4 to have the, the, the storyline of Fallout 1 and 2. So you get to essentially play one and two in 3D and do those stories. And I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah. I'd be really excited to follow them. I think they're most of the way through one and then two is still in like groundworks. But yeah, uh, I will uh, I'll let people know when that comes out, because I'd definitely be interested in trying it because for sure. I mean, I, I love Fallout 4's engine. I think Fallout 4 was probably the worst Fallout I've played, but... Yeah, I didn't care for it either, because it just felt like 3 continued yeah. for the most part, and I just didn't really... I don't know. To me, it was just more of the same. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I know what you're saying. Why don't we go through some of these Game of the War Year Award nominee things? Yeah. What and one then do you we'll, want to look at? I'm losing my voice, I think. Oh. What I don't know. Do you have any? Well, game of the year, obviously. Let's save that one for last, you know, because we're classy like that. Any other ones like uh, um, best indie? Best indie. Yep. I love innovation you... in accessibility as well. Okay. I'd love to talk about let's that do one. Best indie. Who's who do you think is going to win best? Tunic. Indie? Or who? No, let's Tunic's not say not. who's going to win. <laughs> let's say who would you like to win? I want to see Tunic win. 
Yeah, I thought Tunic uh, was really good, man. I, I never finished it. Don't ask me. Oh my god! Not. I know, right? I see a lot of. I can't believe some of them. I can't believe like got nominated for Game of the Year. But mm-hmm. as far as best indies go, we have Cult of the Lamb by uh, Massive Monster and Devolver Digital. We have Neon White uh, from Angel Matrix and Annapurna. Sifu from Slow Clap. Stray from Blue Wolf Studio and Annapurna. And then Tunic from Team uh, or Tunic Team and Finji. Uh, was there another one I'm, I'm missing? No. No. Okay, that's it. So those five were nominated. I think. Call to the Lamb or Sifu will win. Hmm. I really, really hope Tunic wins because I think Tunic has done something so incredible in that game. And it is, I feel niche in the sense that if you didn't grow up in the late 80s and early 90s, you might not get it. Get it? Yeah. And that's the only thing I think is holding it back because. Yeah, for all of a lot of younger gamers, it just might not. They just won't understand it. But I grew up in it. I'm sure you grew up in an era where mm. when you played games, you had an instruction booklet and that sh- instruction booklet was torn to shit because you were flipping through the pages. You were writing in the margins. you were using the secret codes section at the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you leaving like all of your cheat codes, your passwords that you've, Oh, I got to this, like, because we didn't have save files. We had yeah. passwords and uh, tunic does that. And it does that in such a beautiful way of like, it was always a function in the, like, because you play through tunic and you find like, it plays like kind of like a, Dark Souls meets Legend of Zelda, but mm-hmm. it follows a lot in the Legend of Zelda footsteps. Like, oh, you find your sword and then, oh, you get a shield and you got a uh, adventure and you pick up certain items that help you through each area. And then, uh, but what it does so beautifully is it's got all of this hidden information that you don't know about. And you start to find pieces of an instruction booklet for the game. And as you're finding these peeps, pieces, there's writing in the margins. There's draw, like drawings on the pictures and it's telling you to do stuff. And I remember like there's a, a way to warp from area to area instead of just walking the whole way. And I remember the first sec- the first time I got that page that says like, oh, just do this and fr- on these specific tiles. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I go and do it. And sure enough, you could have done that from the very beginning, but you didn't have the book. Yeah. So you're like, you it's such a brilliant way to it. teach a player progressively. Mm. And then when you go back to the game in future runs, you can do it right off the bat rather than like going so slowly, right? Like, like going like you can skip sections, you can speed through areas that you don't need to do, right? Like, and it's such a brilliant little, I love that game so much. Um, yeah, but, I I did like those aspects. I don't, I can't think for the world of me or for the life of me, like why I didn't finish it. There were just like two times that I got pulled away from it and just didn't feel compelled to go back. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why, man. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I couldn't explain it. Cause I'm with you. Like when you have those moments, those moments of like, wow, I could have been doing this the whole time. And I've been yeah. playing this game for six hours and just figured out that I can do this. Like, yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And I, yeah. I completely agree with everything that you just said. I just didn't. And it's not because it's not 
good. It's it's fantastic. If if it were me, like I didn't finish Sifu yet. I Cult of the Lamb didn't look like something I would really enjoy. I've heard Neon White is really good. I mm-hmm. actually have that one on my wish list on my Switch, so I'll play oh, that nice. at some point. And then Stray, I didn't play. I might I did. If I get around to uh, the PlayStation Premium tier one of yeah. these days. So the PlayStation Premium tier is the only reason I really played it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of interested in it, but I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know if it's really for me. I played it. We played like Christy and I played it uh, over a weekend together. And uh, let me tell you, that is a fine game. It's yeah. fine, though. That's it's that's for the game of the thing. year. Too. It's it's fine. It's not game of the year material. It is. If I had to pay for that, I would have been disappointed. The fact that it was free. It was totally great. It was a great way to spend a weekend, but it didn't do anything that pushed gaming in any way. Like, like the only thing it's got going for it is you're a cat and people love cats for some reason. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but like, that's it. Like there is some charming elements of like you interacting with these robots and stuff like that. And there is like some charming characters, but the end of the day, the game's, kind of jank there's like some weird like glitches we've encountered uh there's some really kind of frustrating points that you have to get like struggle through i think i tried to get the platinum and then there was like oh you have to beat the game in like three hours and i was like ah, i don't want to do i don't i looked at it and i was like i could probably do it but i mm-hmm. don't want to play the game again yeah and when a game does that to me it's just like is that it's a short game. You can play through it. Uh, usually, you're, I would say a standard run is about eight hours. Um, if uh, if you can speed run it in three, that's pretty incredible, right? But I don't know. Not for me. I think it was an excellent game, but I don't think it was. I don't think it's any. I don't even think it's best indie, let alone game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I I was surprised to see it in that in the running for that. Um, So uh, you said uh, innovations and accessibility. Are you like, I guess the only game that I played on this list as Dust Falls is on there, which was on Xbox. Uh, God of War, which is on PlayStation. Return to Monkey Island is on there. Last of Us Part One in the quarry. Now. I'll admit I've only played Ragnarok on this list. Mm -hmm. I have played last of us before, um, like the, the remastered version of last of us, not the remake. Um, I mean, if part one, if if the part one has the same stuff, as part two, is that what you're going to say? Sorry. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. That's it's phenomenal. I think part two, is what made me realize that, holy shit, this is what you can do with accessibility. Because I never thought about it before. The only accessibility feature that I ever have needed, besides like maybe the difficulty uh, slider or whatever, is invert the horizontal. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm inverted. And I don't know how people play the other way, but I know I'm in a minority, but I need it. like Because like my brain doesn't work that way. And every time... That is actually one of my hugest complaints right now with God of War Ragnarok is that they've just added in uh, uh, photo mode, but photo oh. mode is locked in the standard way. So up is up and 
down is down and oh. I cannot take a photo for shit because I'm my whole camera is like spit like going the wrong way I I try and get it delicate oh fuck I'm looking the wrong <laughs> way again it's just so frustrating so I don't bother that's my I'm only sorry, complaint <laughs> well they do have at least it, mine wasn't hooked up to the internet for a while for yeah. whatever reason and uh so I just downloaded the update so I didn't know that I'll go check it out but I was just screenshotting with the which yeah. is not nearly as fun, but I did notice the absence. Oddly enough, that was something that they patched in with the 2018 version, if I'm rem- remembering yeah. correctly as well. I think uh, people are realizing that there is a group of people on the internet that absolutely love photo mode in their games because yeah. they you've created these games with incredible graphics, incredible stunning uh, stuff, and like you want to be able to view it in a way that you wouldn't normally like you like get rid of all the HUD, get rid of all the gamification of it. Let's just look at what they've created and then to be able to tweak it and with your own artistic flair, like a photographer would in like Lightroom or uh, uh, whatnot after they've taken their photos, right? Like you're going up, you're boosting the game, you're using like the high dynamic range to like kind of make some things pop out a little bit more without making it look completely fake. Um, It's just the stuff that you can do. I know Spider-Man did it really well. I know that uh, Horizon did it really well. And you know what? It's the content you see on like Twitter and stuff like that. And Instagram is just so good. Yeah. I know I posted a ton from Horizon Forbidden West. I could, I could see that being like a, uh, category almost in best photo <laughs> mode yeah you know what i mean because uh anyway i did want to go over best vr ar game but it's not working so um why don't we do the most anticipated game what's your most Ooh. anticipated game for 2023 i mean there you have final fantasy 16 hogwarts yeah. legacy resident evil 4 starfield and legend of zelda tears of the kingdom I want to say anything besides Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But <laughs> really? It's, Legend, it's a Legend oh, of okay. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Like, so I'm looking at the lists. I'm really excited for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Unfortunately, everything that's been coming out um, <laughs> recently, like the lack of diversity, the it's super mature and all that sort of stuff, it feels like it's trying too hard. And yeah. uh, it's just like fum- they're fumbling just shut up like you shouldn't have said anything at all because yeah. now you're just drawing attention to the fact that you've just made a like, you made these blunders but the game looks fantastic and i'm really interested in it yeah. however if i you said you get to choose final fantasy 16 or legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and you can only get one what do you choose i'm choosing legend of zelda yeah um as far as like hogwarts legacy goes i'm kind of like i i grew up with like harry potter really like mm-hmm. the books hate the author um and the game does look interesting but i probably it wouldn't it's not on my must buy list um if anything i think chrissy might be interested in it so if she would be interested and picked it up that would be cool but other than that i might just get it if it goes on sale um yeah i'm with you i i would agree like i'm I know I talk shit on, or I try not to talk shit on Breath of the Wild, but everyone knows I didn't really like it yeah. that much, um, and yet still played like 130 hours of it. But um, <laughs> I, that's still mine too. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, I think, is 
up there. I mean, Resident Evil 4 remake is going to oh, be freaking so stellar. Final Fantasy 16 is going to be good. There's yeah. I mean, but I the thing, the problem with Resident Evil 4 is it's it's a known entity. We yeah. know what it's going to be, right? We've, yeah. we've played this game five times on I've, different consoles. Yes. <laughs> We we know what it's going to be, and it's going to be ten times better than the original because it's like it just looks fantastic. It yeah. like, the new the updated like outdated controls of the originals are now going to be gone, and we're going to be playing with modern controls. Um, the only thing like the first half of that game is so strong, and I think the latter half is not as strong. And I know pe- some people disagree with me, but that's my only complaint about that game is I think it is so good in the beginning and then it kind of peters near the end, but yeah. I still love it. I still love it's it. Great. Not my favorite resident evil, but I'm, I'm going to play it. Uh, Starfield. How do you feel about Starfield? I mean, I let my Xbox game pass thing lapse. Yeah. So, and not, and I think I said this last week too, not because it's, I feel like it's a bad, I mean, it's awesome. I just yeah. don't, I only have so much time, man, and I have so many games that I can play already. I don't need to pay $15 a month to have more games that I don't play. So, uh, but I mean, I really, it would have to be pretty stellar for me to like have to pick it up again, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But that doesn't mean I won't. And is that out in February? Is that when they I I think that it was originally supposed to be end of this year. I think they've moved it to early next year with no date oh interesting yeah um yeah i think i i hope it's good man and if it's good i'll i'll definitely play it i loved like i said i just uh, i loved fallout 3 i mean that was one of my favorite games like the year it came out it was that was during when mass effect 2 and or mass effect the original and those games were coming out like there were some good years there for games and that was definitely up there so if it's in league with like fallout 3 as far as like a new um kind of that but in sci-fi well i guess that is sci-fi but you know what i mean like yeah it's it's a space yeah science (laughs) fiction rather than a post-apocalyptic wasteland i think i'll dig it man it's just some of those games man just get too long and too involved like the building your own spaceship and shit like i don't like the thing with like uh what's that game where you can go out and land on like any planet no, and then, no man's no sky. Man sky yeah like games like that are just a little bit too daunting when i don't have like yeah. a goal in mind and like i don't it, when they overscope, it just gets kind of too much for me but um for me that's kind of like when i when they first announced starfield it's sci-fi fallout and uh obsidian or uh, not obsidian sorry uh Skyrim or whatever. Uh, Elder Scroll. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, it's like sci-fi that. And I was like, okay, I dig sci-fi. I'm really into sci-fi. If I'm going to choose fantasy or sci-fi, I choose sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested. Um, you've got me. And then they revealed like the first kind of trailer of it. I was like, oh, they're really going like, like kind of like a pseudo realism sci-fi. Like it's, it's very, um, what's the interstellary? Like, yeah. you know, like it, it's not like big alien. It's not Star Wars sci-fi. It's not yeah, yeah. like it's more Star Trek. And uh, yeah. it's a lot more grounded. There doesn't seem to be a lot of like alien races. It's a lot of just humans. And uh, but that first when they first showed that full trailer, not the teaser, like at the uh, Xbox game showcase or whatever they did, um, 
I was watching and I was like, holy shit, this looks good. The gunplay looks good. The interactions, uh, the kind of the planets kind of looked a little dull. Not going to lie. Just look like mm-hmm. barren rock and stuff. I was like, okay, that's not super exciting, but maybe that's just some areas. The cities look kind of interesting, but then they, <laughs> they dropped the, the bombshell where like, there's, here's the planets and the solar system. You're like, okay, they got about eight planets. That's pretty decent. I, I, I'm in, I'm in. And they're like, there's going to be millions of them. <laughs> they're yeah. like, there's going to be thousands of like different planets. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Like, please don't you Bethesda has a hard enough time fitting uh making a game set in just like dc uh work properly yeah how are they gonna do thousands of planets i'm sorry like i know i think the and it's gonna be like the same for everybody i know it's not supposed to be procedurally generated so it's not it's not gonna be no man's sky but it's gonna feel that way from like the amounts of like size of the game uh so what i imagine is they're gonna generate one seed of like a pre-generated stuff and they're going to use that to curate and build that's the only way my brain can fathom people building a thousand planet there's got to be a lot of (laughs) dead planets that you can't do anything with like that's like there's no way they're going to have interesting content on every one of those planets um but i think it can create some pretty cool concepts with like dlc say like oh suddenly this this mysterious object is floating like a space hulk or something like that has just been found and you can go explore it or um something has appeared on some planet that wasn't there before and i think there's potential but honestly the size of that scope just sounds just like shit like i do not want to be a part of playing that this is where like when we contrast that sci-fi to obsidian's uh outer worlds Outer Worlds had like five planets. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds had five planets that were essentially pretty large parks that you can play in, but you couldn't explore the whole planet. You could explore like a a mini map, like a, what is it? Open zone, as Sonic Frontiers says. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not. It wasn't a full open world. It was a lot of really delicately balanced and created corridors on these maps. And that's brilliant like that's achievable you can explore everywhere in that game without spending like 120 hours just trying to beat the game right like yeah it's i know that that's what some people love but as i age as a gamer uh spending and somebody's like it's gonna be over 120 hours of gameplay and i'm like i will play a different game i guess (laughs) no thank you yeah (laughs) it's uh it's just not practical for a lot of gamers to spend that much time playing games and don't get me wrong if they've got a lot of replayability like outer wilds does where or sorry not outer Wilds, sorry outer Outer worlds does yeah um where it's like, oh, I can play these different characters. I can interact with different people differently. I can go about this whole game differently. There's your replayability. But I want to still want to be able to finish the game under 80 hours. I don't want to be like if somebody says like, oh, it's going to be a 40 hour game. It's like, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm more into the like God of War again has those more like uh, 
tailored curated where it feels like it's open world but it's actually not like you still have to i mean it is like you said open zone that's a good way to put it so um let's do game of the year what do you think i'll read the nominees i mean yeah plague tale requiem which now i want to play that (laughs) because i really liked the first one a good bit yeah um that was fun uh elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west Stray and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So I know we're coming at this where people, anybody listening to this, all of the work, it's already, we're going to know what it is by the time they listen to it, right? So that's the reality of it. So everybody already knows that somehow Tunic stole the show. And even though it wasn't nominated, won game of the year. That was was incredible. Congratulations, Tunic. You deserved it. No. Honestly, when I saw this list, I was actually shocked. I think three of these games do not belong here. Yeah. I think Plague Tale Requiem, not because I I think it's a bad game. I haven't played it. I have seen some pretty bad reviews about it, though. Um, Honestly, I've heard nothing of it. And I know this is a contested sort of thing. My opinion about Game of the Year, it's not the best game. It is the game that best represents this year in video games. Yeah. And I don't think Horizon did it. I think Horizon was a fantastic game. Very good. Absolutely top tier. But I do not think it is game of the year material. Mm-hmm. I think it didn't do anything that challenged anything uh, beyond just expanding on what it already was good at. And it was a great game. And I highly, highly recommend that game. Stray, I think, is a mid-tier game at best i think it was good and enjoyable but not something that i would vote as a game of the year i know xenoblade chronicles is beloved by their fans and i from my my good buddy one of my best friends he is obsessed with those games and he tells me constantly about what xenoblade chronicles as three has done he's like it is They've taken from one and they've taken from two and they've just made it so much. They've taken like the combat from one of them. They've taken the story elements from the second one and they've just made this fantastic experience. He's like, he cannot stop talking about how good it was. So I believe that deserves some recognition here. Yeah, I played a lot of Xenoblade 2 and I never finished it because JRPGs are long, but uh, (laughs) I've loved it. It was it was really good, the combat. So I'm sure that if they improved upon that, it's I'm sure it's good. And I know Um, Emron Khan, um, I I can't remember where he's working now, but he was formerly a game informer and he was formerly fanbite. But uh, he has been on Twitter talking about Xenoblade Chronicles, proving that the Switch is a capable, still capable today, creating incredible software. I know it's contested with uh, the Pokemon they just released, but it is clearly a fault of the game, not the console. Yeah, um, we'll just and, wait till we get that Zelda game next year. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really going to be the the showcase. But I yeah. do think that uh, it does. Xenoblade deserves to be here. God of War Ragnarok absolutely deserves to be here it's a masterpiece it is incredible and uh elden ring is i think the game of the year whether people liked it or not it has been so prevalent in uh social media it's been so prevalent in uh the content that people have been putting out people have been talking about it since it came out in what february like this game has just got its dlc yesterday which i or no today 
It got its DLC today, which is just PvP, and I don't give a shit about that, but I'm excited it got DLC. Um, yeah. I would have liked more story stuff, and I know people are like, why? Why? It's got no story. It's, no, it's got... It is drenched in story, but you just have to work for that story. And it's... They did what Breath of the Wild did, but I think better as far as open world goes. They don't, like, do the Ubisoft, like, go here, go here, go here. Yeah. They do the you explore, you find out, you find what drives you, and you go after that. Like, And it's like, everywhere you turn, there's some new mystery to find in Elden Ring. And the combat is just phenomenal. Um, there are some bad elements to the game, but I do not think that is a detriment of the entirety of the game as a whole. I think, though, that uh, as far as content and what it represents, I think... What is it? The absolute wrecking. So game of the year, as far as the game awards says, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. <sighs> yeah, I, as far as game of the year or game of the year, according to the awards, it's, it's between God of War and Elden Ring. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think when, I mean, if people follow the instructions of the award, I think it's hard. I haven't played Elden Ring, but I can't imagine that if it's measuring the technical capabilities of of aspects of the game, yeah, that it's better than God of War. But and I would, if it's Elden Ring, I wouldn't be upset, yeah, about it. Like I, I'm sure that's deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in 2018, I did not feel the same way because I did not care for uh what what was the other game no 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 sorry god of war spider-man and uh Uh, red dead redemption yeah rootin tootin cowboy shooting too dude the other thing about that like god of war ragnarok is an example of why you don't need to do that in a game like they made your movement in uh red dead redemption 2 like intentional but they forced you to be that way because you had yeah. consequences if you didn't. Mm-hmm. In God of War, there's so much like to take in by looking around that you don't want to rush. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if you find yourself doing the same thing, but I'm almost never sprinting or running. I'm just like walking Slow around, walking. looking yeah. at everything constantly. Like, and that's just proof that you don't need to force the player to be intentional with their movement like just yeah. make the game really good and they'll want to do it like so, when an npc goes let's go this way and you're forced into the slow walk yes exactly it's, but in god of war yeah you're right you i, I do tend to do the slow walk because yeah. i'm like i'm absorbing everything that's that's visually happening and it's, yeah it's engaging or you want to make sure if you finish a story or whatever like i don't know i to me my game of the year is going to be God of the War Ragnarok, and but and we can have our own Goaty episode later. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I'm with you too. Like I think a lot of people are like a game that was in, you know, the zeitgeist for most of the year, and that's definitely Elden Ring. Man, like people have talked about that game and are still talking about it. Like regardless of even if the DLC didn't come out yesterday or whatever, like there are a lot of people talking in that about that game. That game had a long had a lot of staying power. So. And um, I mean, I think I think it deserves it. I know that yeah. um, we had like there's an argument that, oh, like 
as far as like it's like oh uh from soft one game of the year uh was it two, two years ago with Sekiro, and then mm. uh god of war won it three years ago or whatever you know you know like four, there's yeah. four four years ago yeah it was four years ago um man my concept of time has not been COVID really just wiped any like <laughs> of that like experience i was uh anyway um I think like those two are the shoe wins. If anybody else wins, if anybody else wins besides those two games, I hope it's Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, and that's no slight on Horizon Forbidden West, uh, complete slight on Stray. And uh, I have no frame of reference for a Plague Tale outside of some reviews that uh, I skimmed. But yeah, and it um, seemed middling like it, it yeah. seemed middle tier like, so. i'm sure it's a great game i'm sure it's a fantastic game but i've i've heard that there's been some there are some problems with it i mean most games that come out nowadays there's going to be some problems because they're so big they're so intense and there's so much uh that goes into it right like like people that play these games um you cannot like the testers can only do so much right and when you put it out to millions of people playing them they're going to find a way to break it. Somebody right, right. Hits, right? Um, well, yeah, let us know how wrong we were tomorrow <laughs> or Friday when this comes out. Because uh, I, I do like sounding stupid in hindsight. It is one of my favorite things in the world, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially about video games, like things that don't matter. If it's something that actually matters, then I feel kind of stupid. But this kind yeah. of stuff, it's really fun. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for joining me today, James. Yeah, thank you um, for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, if y'all want to hear us do this, you know, we're here. Try to do it once a week. Um, feel free to hit us up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. You can email us podcast at mostly normal gamers.com or send us a text or voicemail to 507-291-291 or go to mngamers.substack.com to check out old issues of Mostly Normal Monthly. Uh, you can follow me at Johnny Samsonite. You can follow Angie at Stellar Smalls. Chris at BG Occasion. James, where can people find you, man? You can find me at Butlord Primus. And uh, you can find me streaming on Twitch Mondays and Wednesdays at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash BLP Entertainment. Are you you're streaming Pentiment still? And uh, no, no, no. Um, or... Fallout and Outer Wilds. So, outer wilds not yes, outer, outer worlds not outer no worlds. wonder this got very confusing yeah because yes, i've got it all in my brain outer wilds is the game that chrissy hates oh gotcha <laughs> she's How like why why are you playing this this looks are so you, boring are you liking it i'm i'm loving it but it is like it's gotten that the, like i really want to solve it now i just yeah. i'm ready for it to be done uh-huh. uh it's it's like at that just at that point of overstaying it's welcome but i'm really liking how they make me interested about it and i can see why people would fall off of the game if that makes sense because they literally stick you in a universe and be like uh go and then eventually like you die and you have to it's like roguelite so you keep keep do it's groundhog's day you keep doing the same day over and over and over again and it always ends with the universe exploding and so as you're trying to like figure out how the previous race of beings that were before your race uh, when extinct, you're also like learning about um, like basically what's going on and why the universe keeps exploding and you keep reliving that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. It's really good. 
it's really confusing and you have to be uh, you have to be paying attention or you yeah. might miss something really important. And uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm I feel like with it, I, I'm a week, I'm a session or two away from beating that game. And oh, it's right like, oh, it's right at the tip of my fingers. And which I, day are you streaming that one is it today? Oh, Wednesdays. because okay. oh, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was Monday for a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I played that game for a short bit. And I I'm I ran into something. I was like, I don't I don't get this and I don't really want to try anymore. So, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, right on. We'll uh, enjoy your stream. Thank you. About my bedtime. <laughs> All right. So I might not be joining you, but uh, <laughs> you can always find it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, thank you, listener, uh, for joining us today. Give us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It's now available on Amazon Music or something. And what else? What else does Chris make us say? Um, tell a friend. <laughs> That's it. Tell a friend or a thousand. Chris is a lot better at uh, the outro than I am. You can spiel it pretty good. But anyway, thank you again for joining us. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. I love it.